Welcome to another inspirational message from the chapel. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information, check out our website, thechapelcollective.com.au. The title of um, this spiritual growth campaign is Rest, Reviving the Sabbath. We've decided that every year at the start, in the first term, our spiritual growth campaign will be around a practice, a Christian discipline. Who gets nervous when they hear the word Christian discipline? Who feels like it's another to-do for my list that I've already, yeah, thank you for your honesty. Um, who thinks like, um, I, I've been around people who seem like they're spiritually superior. In other words, they're church big noters because of all their spiritual practices. They tell me about the length of time and all that they do, and I feel inferior. Comparison, you never win with comparison, so let's just leave comparison at the door. And let's acknowledge that our thoughts create the tone of our life. Our habits create our habitat. Our words create our worlds. And so a way to steer our will is with practices. Uh, Richard Foster writes this. He writes, By themselves, the spiritual disciplines can do nothing. They can only get us to a place where something can be done. So just doing something, we can be filled with pride at the excellence of our spiritual practices. But if we will engage with them, we put ourselves in a place where God can do something with us. By themselves, they're dry religious traditions if we don't have the Spirit of God infusing them. But with the Spirit of God, they bear fruit in our lives. They are not the fruit but they do bear fruit in our lives. Jesus is a great gardener. He prunes, he tends, he weeds, he protects, he covers over with those mozzie nets, mozzie fruit fly nets, whatever they are, and he helps us grow into everything that we're called to be. But we need to tend that soil and make sure that we're receptive to what he wants to do. So the Sabbath, I don't know what your background is. You might be thinking, Bron, are we Seves now? Are we Seventh-day Adventists? That's what we're doing right now. No, we're not, we're not going old school. We're not. You, the Bible does say, you might be thinking, every day is alike, Bron. It doesn't matter which day. You know, we worship on any day and, and that's Old Testament. You might be thinking all these things. But the Sabbath is a spiritual practice. However, we do need to start in a place to understand that peace is a person and rest is is a revelation. Peace is a person and that person is Jesus and rest, true rest, is a revelation. So during our midweek studies, we're going to um, be listening to a guy called John Mark Comer. If you're in Bendy, you've already done this study. I think they're doing something else. Uh, They call him JMC. They feel like they're on initial basis with John Mark Comer, um, even though they've never met him, just a reminder. Um, But (laughs) um, they they love John Mark Comer and and he's teaching. It's a a great study. You want to get a hold of it. You want to access it via that QR code. It's so fantastic. Um, but he's going to really talk about the nuts and bolts of having a Sabbath and why we would do that. We need to start in a place today where we understand that without this rest, this revelation of rest, nothing really has any point. And our key verse is Hebrews chapter 4, verse 7, the first part of it that says, So God set another time for entering his rest, and that time is today. There is a rest that God wants you to enter into right now. So everyone just take a big, deep breath. And just breathe it all out. Put your hand up if the person next to you clearly had garlic bread last night. <laughs> a few hits over here. Okay. Okay, we're going to read this big passage of Scripture from Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7. Paul is 
giving an exposition on Psalm 95. First of all, he quotes Psalm 95 and then he unpacks Psalm 95. So let's see what he does with this. It says in verse 7, Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Oh, that today you would listen as he speaks. Do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion in the day of testing in the wilderness. There your fathers tested me and tried me, and they saw my works for 40 years. Therefore, I became provoked at that generation and said, their hearts are always wandering and they have not known my ways. As I swore in my anger, they will never enter my rest. So old fashioned language for as I promised in my anger, they will never enter my rest. So that is Psalm 95. Paul's just directly quoting it there. And for his hearers, which were Hebrew people, they completely understood what he was talking about. Maybe you're visiting today and you're like, what on earth is that passage about? It's about when... um, The people of Israel, the Israelites, were enslaved in Egypt and God brought them out of their slavery into a wilderness and he told them that they had a promised land and he performed many miracles, but they kept failing to trust him. They just kept whinging and looking back all the time. It's a little bit like me in Port Macquarie looking back at Tamworth right now. I guess you know, to trust God for what's in the future. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Pray for me. Um, they, 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 he's talking about them not entering their rest of the promised land because they couldn't trust God to find it. So Paul now unpacks it for the original hearers and he unpacks it for us also in verse 12. It says, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has an evil, unbelieving heart that forsakes the living God. But exhort one another, that means encourage one another, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened, become hardened by sin's deception. For we have become partners with Christ, if in fact we hold our initial confidence firm until the end. So he's talking to believers. He's saying if you receive Jesus and you hold your confidence to the end, you're going to be okay. Verse 15, as it says, Oh, that today you would listen as he speaks. Do not harden your heart as in the rebellion. And he says, 16, for which ones heard and rebelled? Was it not all who came out of Egypt under Moses' leadership? And against whom was God provoked for 40 years? Was it no, those who sinned, whose dead bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would never enter into his rest except those who were disobedient? So we see that they could not enter because of unbelief. Everyone just clear their throat. One, two, three. <coughs> Thank you. Um, so he says that they can't enter into his rest and he's talking about those people that were wandering around in the wilderness. Paul continues, Therefore, we must be wary that while the promise of entering, entering his rest remains open, none of you may seem to have come short of it. For we had good news proclaimed to us just as they did. They had good news. Israelites, you are free. You're headed to the promised land to a place of rest now, us, we've been slaves to sin and God has said, I've freed you by the power and what Jesus has done. Now there is a rest that awaits for you. So we're just like them. But the message they heard did them no good since they did not join it with those who heard it in faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Verse three, for we who have believed enter that rest, as he said, As I swore in my anger, they will never enter my rest. And yet God's works were accomplished from the foundation of the world. It says that the Lamb of God was slain before the foundation of the world. So God had already put this plan in place to have His people not be slaves to sin, but to be free in Christ. Is it making sense? Yep, following? 
locations. I hope it was more resounding where you were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, good, good. Okay, cool. Um, okay, for he has spoken somewhere about the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. But to repeat the text cited earlier, they will never enter my rest. Therefore, it remains for some to enter it, yet those to whom it was previously proclaimed did not enter because of disobedience. So God again ordains a certain day today, Speaking through David after so long a time, as in the words quoted before, I'm going to read it fast and then I'm going to explain it. Oh, that today you would listen as he speaks, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken afterwards about another day. Consequently, a Sabbath rest remains for the people of God. For the one who enters God's rest has also rested from his works, just as God rested from his own works. Thus, we must make every effort to enter that rest so that no one may fall by following the same pattern of disobedience. Okay, what does this mean? (laughs) Okay, this means that we need to receive the news, the good news, with faith. If we go, oh, that's good news. Um, I don't, I'm not sure it applies to me. Uh, or God, I actually really like my life and I'd prefer to stick with that if that's okay. That is meaning that we can never inter- enter into the rest that He promises us. Now this rest as well, it says that Jesus did it all. It is not Jesus plus your practice of Sabbath. It is not Jesus plus your practice of fasting. Those are things that follow believing in order for us to get into a place where God can do something with us. You might say, well, there's no need to fast. I'm close enough to Jesus already. And and that's a true statement, but also must be nice that you would say that. But it's also a true statement in that we enter the throne room of grace with confidence because of Jesus Christ. So it's true, we're as close to God as we wanna be, but... There are things that we do that foster the presence of God in our lives. Who knows that the Sabbath stopping for a day in our culture is one of the hardest things we could manage to do. I'm thinking of my, I've been praying for Calista and Tatenda who are working and working away and children and, and all wonderful things happening. And they are typical of our culture today in that there is so much pressing on our time. And a Sabbath where we just rest, not take the time to do all our jobs and catch up on the washing and do the grocery shopping and whatever it might be, but rest with our families or rest with our chosen family, that is a hard act. That is a hard thing to do. So we need Jesus' help. And John Mark Comer is going to unpack that for us. But we need to start with this revelation of rest. We need to understand that rest is not something that we earn. Rest is not something that we have to have when we burn out. Rest is not something that we work flat out, flat out, flat out and then fall on the lounge and binge watch Netflix for four hours. That is not rest. That is not what the rest is that God offers us. God offers us a mindset, a revelation of rest that says, my children, you can live out of rest. You don't have to strive any longer. And in fact, he says, I want you to strive for one thing. He says it in this passage. I want you to strive to enter my rest. Why does he say that? Because it's hard. It's hard. We are hardwired to think that we had to add to what Jesus has done for us. If you don't know what Jesus has done for you, you see every religion, this is addressing the problem. Every religion says that we need to work our way up to the divine, whether it's through good works, whether it's through giving of money, whether it's through um, some nirvana-like state, whatever it is, reincarnation, whatever it is, we work our way up closer and closer to God. But God's way, Christian way, Christ's way, is that we never can. And so He's gonna come down to us and He's gonna do His work. And when He does, the Bible says that He will go, He did His work and then He went and sat down at the right hand of the Father. Why did He sit down? Because He was done. His work had been completed. He now sits there and prays for us. That's the best. 
If you're struggling to pray for the one, just remember Jesus is praying for you and feel bad. Um, (laughs) No, don't. Let it inspire you. So rest. Let me give you four things. The first is rest, R, is for revelation. We need to get this revelation that it's not Jesus plus, it's Jesus and that's all. And when we have Jesus and He is enough, if you're wrestling with insecurity, if you're wrestling with comparison, if you're wrestling with all sorts of things, you need to know that Jesus is enough for you. He, he, he lets you operate from this place, this mindset of rest of actually I'm doing okay. And okay, there's a struggle with a relationship over there. I can trust you with that, Jesus, and, and I'll do whatever I need to that you tell me to do to make amends or whatever that looks like or ask for forgiveness. But I'm not gonna spend my life striving and worried and trying to control any narrative because Jesus, you are in control. Jesus only allows us to live in that space. It's a revelation. It's a mindset. Number two, E is for ease. Now, it's not easy. We've got to strive to get there, but it's living with an ease. Ah, oh, church, does it just excite your soul to think about it? As most of you know, I am the worst person to preach on this message. My lifestyle is bonkers. But when I think about this, I'm like, oh, I want to get to this place. I am fanging for this practice of Sabbath. I'm like John Mark Coma, or Toma, as some people call him. John Mark Coma, teach me your ways. I want to know about this. I'm excited. So it's not like when, when we do Sabbath, am I doing this right, God? Am I doing, did I get this right? I'm not sure. No, no, no. Like ease. We work from rest. We live from rest, from this revelation, and it brings us an ease. So sit down. That's S. S is for sit down. I was like, it needs like an expletive in the middle, but you're not allowed to do that when you're a Christian. But like sit down. And, and it's, it's that kind of idea that you just sit down because Jesus is sitting down. So why are you still working? Why are you still going hard and trying to make it look like you are fitting in or, or, or doing the right things and all that kind of thing? No, no, that will happen as you put things into practice, but don't think it's making you any better. You are made right with God. That is the revelation. So sit down, sit your butt down. Um, it's probably not okay. Uh, okay. Um, and finally, T is for today. Today is the day. Today is the day to find rest for your soul. If you find yourself striving and crazy and it's a day-to-day to go, God, by faith, I enter into your rest. By faith, I stop my striving. By faith, I come into your rest. I'll never forget when we were young pastors and Mike Kramer said to Daz, Daz was not having a day off. And, and Mike said to him, Daz, it's because you don't trust God. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for your loving correction. <laughs> he was absolutely right. It was this need to be in control. And the thought of taking a day off to let God work on Daz's behalf without Daz participating was really, really hard. And that's a lesson that through this spiritual growth campaign, we're all going to learn. Paul's saying that all rest starts with Jesus, not Jesus plus, but there is rest to be found for your soul today. Later in Hebrews, it says today is the day of salvation. And so today is the day to enter into this rest. And I want to give you the opportunity right now that if you don't know Jesus, to say yes to Jesus. Come as you are, just as you are. It's time to come home. Out of the dark 
There's no need to hide, he already sees you Don't be afraid To show him your face He won't turn you away He'll never turn you away Everybody needs, everybody needs Everybody needs saving Everybody breaks, everybody bleeds You don't have to be ashamed Call on Jesus Say his name Just receive him in your heart And you will be saved And God has raised him From the grave Just believe it in your heart And you will be saved As simple as that Don't overthink, don't complicate it No strings attached He loves you, he loves you Oh, Everybody needs, everybody needs Everybody needs saving Everybody breaks, everybody bleeds You don't have to be ashamed Savior is a breath away Call on Jesus Say his name Just receive him in your heart And you will be saved And God has raised him From the grave just believe it in your heart and you will be saved. You will be saved. You will be saved. Just believe it in your heart and you will be saved. Oh. Jesus. 
for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring your faith or a follower of Jesus, there's a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to thechapelcollective.com.au And thanks again for listening.